Somebody say, wash your hands. Look at your neighbor and say, wash your hands. Who's excited for the word of God tonight? Who's excited for the preaching of God's word? Just Dale. All good. Go ahead and put your notes out. Go ahead and put your Bibles out. So excited for tonight. Uh, first and foremost, y'all, we are not alone tonight. Uh, right now watching this is our online YouTube community. So will y'all go ahead and make some noise for the friends that aren't in the room. Come on. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. We love you. We hope you connect with us. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Man, church at home is awesome, isn't it? And church in person is pretty cool too. Uh, man, wash your hands. We're going to be reading the Bible tonight. Um, go ahead and find a way to take notes. Uh, anybody likes taking notes on their phone? Can you wave at me? Electric, electric notes. Hello, electronic notes. Anybody take notes on paper and like pads? There we go. I see the notebook people in the house. Hello. I love y'all too. The idea is however you take notes, take notes. You don't want to leave tonight just with good feelings and, and just, you know, goosebumps. We got to leave with some ideas, stuff that's going to, we're going to walk out with and it's going to change our life tomorrow. Amen. I want to read with you the book of Matthew chapter 27. So this new series, Wash Your Hands, we're preaching and teaching on the idea of repentance. Repentance really is turning away from where I was headed. I'm now walking in another direction. Y'all with me tonight? That's repentance. It's saying, you know what, God? I've come to this place that I cannot move further on my own. I need help. I need you. This is a moment that I have to turn away and walk away from wherever I was going, wherever road I was headed in. And this is what this series is about. And the lights went off. Dun, dun, dun. You guys good? Was that like a signal or something? Okay. You scared me out there. We were just in Malau. We Literally right when we walked in Malau, all the power went off. We were like, is this a sign? And now I'm dark red. Now I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> hey, go green. I'll turn to Barney, I promise. Or that's Hulk. Purple's Barney. I'm not that cultured, y'all, all right? All we do is watch Power Rangers back in my day. Amen. Who's, who remembers Saturday morning car cartoons? Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> Real ones out there. Thank you. Amen. So we're teaching on this idea of repentance, right? Um, hey, just keep it one color, y'all. Y'all making me blind now. <laughs> it's like, let's try to trick the guy speaking. I might catch epilepsy over here, y'all. Y'all trying? Y'all gonna have to start preaching to me tonight, <laughs> man. So I'm preaching on repentance. Um, this these next two weeks, I'm telling you, watch this. I'm telling you, like when we don't understand the power of washing our hands and having our hands washed, what we do, what we tend to do is we tend to come into a room like this, receive Jesus, but walk out with our hands dirty. And we try to impact people, but instead of spreading love, we're spreading hate in the name of Jesus. You ever hear someone spread hate in the name of Jesus? It's like, boy, I hate you. And I'm a Christian. It's like, what? What happens there? Oh, your hands are dirty and you're still trying to reach people. When God's actually trying to cleanse your hand, this is a series on how to effectively be a Christ follower. It's by learning the idea of repentance. That you know what? I'm not as clean as I think I am. 
I'm not doing as good as I think I am. I, I need to self-reflect. I need to evaluate my heart. I need to search myself and see what's wrong with me, what are the gaps, what are the areas of my life that I need to work on that only Jesus can fill and help me out with. I want to jump into a portion of Scripture, book of Matthew chapter 27. I want to jump into this portion of Scripture because it's really going to help us tonight. This is actually what's going on here in Matthew chapter 27. This is actually later in Jesus' life, right? Matthew is one of our four Gospels. It's the first book in the New Testament. And, and, and Matthew, he's writing like the, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus from his perspective, right? And you have these perspectives in Mark, Luke, and John. So in the book of Matthew, what's happening right here in this portion of Scripture is that the governor Pilate has actually received Jesus as a criminal. And it's his, it's his decision right here if Jesus goes off to get crucified or if he walks a free man. Now, here's the truth about what's going on. Pilate, the governor, he understands that Jesus is innocent and that he is also a king. Can I get an amen from the front to the back? That's what Pilate understands. Now, it's in this moment that he presents to the people another way out. Although the decision of where Jesus goes is completely in his hands. As we read this, I want you to understand, friends, tonight, you and I, we are Pilate. And we have a decision to make. Are we going to push Jesus aside because that's what the crowd wants? Or are we going to hold on tight to Jesus despite what other people are saying around us? Matthew chapter 27, verses 19 and 26. We start at verse 19. Matthew chapter 27, verse 19 says, while Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, Literally, it's his moment to judge. It's kind of like their courtroom. Pilate's on the judge's seat. His wife sent him this message. Now, when your wife sends you a message, you listen. This is what his wife said. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man. That's my wife tone. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man. For I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. Who's that man? They're talking about Jesus. And she's telling her husband, listen, I know this man's fate is in your hands. Don't do nothing to him, boy. I had a dream, and I was suffering it in my dream. You know when you wake up from a dream, it's so real, you think, like, you wake up crying, you're like, ah. And no one's dead, so you're like, okay, no one's dead, okay, why am I crying? That's probably how she woke up, but she was suffering because of what had happened to Jesus, so she's trying to prevent that. She's like, Pilate, Pilate, hubby, yo, let him free Verse 20, but the chief priest and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas to have Jesus executed. In other words, they said, give us Barabbas who deserves the execution. He's a bad man. He's a thief. He's a terrible man. Give us Barabbas and crucify Jesus. So while Pilate has a message from his wife saying, don't lay a finger on that man, while he himself knows him to be innocent, knows him to be their king, he has presented the crowd with the high priests and the elders, and they're literally saying, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Not only are they saying crucify Jesus, but they're asking for an exchange. They're asking for Jesus to be crucified so that Barabbas can be set free. Jesus to take all the, all the punishment while the, the thief ends up walking free. 
Verse 21, it says this. This is now Pilate. He's talking. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? Asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. Verse 22, what shall I do then with Jesus who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. And they answered, crucify him. Verse 23, he asks, why? What crime has he committed? Do you see the tone of Pilate? He's like, Jesus, the Messiah. You sure you want him? Crucify him. He's like, okay, y'all, why though? He's like, y'all for real want this man dead. What's, what's wrong with y'all? What crime has he committed? But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. Verse 24, is where we're going to park the car. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and he washed his hands in front of the crowd. And he says to them, I am innocent of this man's blood. He said, it's your responsibility. Verse 26, then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged. That's whipped. He was whipped, Jesus, 39 times because 40 times being whipped was illegal. So they whipped him 39 and handed him over to be crucified. I just want to pray right now over the preaching of God's word. Would you help me and just in reverence and respect and honor to the presence of what's going on? Just bow your heads and close your eyes. God, we love you so much. We thank you for your word. We thank you because, God, you challenge us. You expose us to grow us. You show us the way so we can walk through it. You're in tonight. You're in control. Your presence is real in here. And we know tonight lives will cross over from death to life. Lives will begin to mature more in you. We pray you have your way. And all of New Birth Young Adults say. And everybody says amen. I got a question. Um, have you ever met someone that you honestly just tried to help them, but they rejected your help the whole time? Anybody? Uh, like, I can think of, like, a guy, uh, like, off the top of my head that's, like, trying to carry boxes up a staircase, right? And you know by, like, step two, he's going to lose his balance and drop everything. And you walk up to the guy, and you're like, hey, can I help you? You're going to have two answers. You're going to have the real answer? Yeah, I can use some help. <laughs> Thank you. Or you're going to have the dishonest answer. I got it myself. Thanks for offering though, but I got it. And then step three, you'll see a tumbling down. Or maybe, maybe you see someone who they're in a situation, girls, you, you try to talk to a homegirl, and you're listen, girl, is there anything I can help you with? Why do you make that face when you act like that? Because you really want to help them with that? You know what I'm saying? Is there anything I can help you with? Anything. Anything. And she's like, no, girl, I'm good back up what, what's happening there her pride is getting in the way of the help because she believes that she can handle it or maybe you, you know a friend that maybe financially that they're not doing so well and you guys are out and you're like, hey man tabs on me bro and he's like no man it's on me and you're like bro <laughs> you don't got a job right now dog you know what i'm saying like i, I got you dog he's like nah nah it's on me he's like bro that's me to hit right you know what i'm saying this thing we didn't really hit too right this time around. You sure? He's like, yeah, I got it. I got it. Or like, or like, you know, 
like my boys, we go balling. Like you, you play basketball all night and you run into the guy that just doesn't want to drink water. And you're like, you sure you don't want to sip, dog. You foaming out the mouth, bro. You good. He's like, I'm good. I don't need no water. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't tell you how many times I see that in church. I wish we could put on our spiritual goggles and, and, and really see how sometimes God is trying to help people, but they're like, no, 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 I'm good. I don't need no help in my relationships. I'm just figuring out on my own. No, I don't need no help in my finances. I'm good. I don't need to be generous. I don't need to tie yet. I'm good. I'm going to just figure out my money. I'm going to just get my money right. I'm going to get my bag right. And I, Jesus, I'll get back to the whole generosity thing. Oh, what? What you, what you, what you trying to expose my? You see, that's the thing. When you are prideful, everything that comes at you for growth, you're always going to be on the defensive side. Every time Jesus is going to push something against your life, you're going to be defensive. God's calling to a higher level. It's time to give that up. Oh, but is that a sin, though? God's calling to a higher level. He's calling you to lay your life down. Lay your life down. Lay it all down. He died for you. It's time for you to lay, lay it down. Just lay it down. It, it, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you that relationship. It's going to cost whatever it's going to cost you. It, it's worth it, right? Because Jesus paid everything for me. It's worth it. But you and I tend to be, the pride comes up. I know, I know, but I'm good, though need no help I'm, I could handle it myself we hear this sometimes when we try to invite people to church nah dog I can't go in yet I gotta get myself right first and if you have been in church longer than three seconds you know if you're waiting for a right time to come to church you'll die before it's the right time you know why it's never a right time because it's never a right time for pride for people to be humble. That's what it is when, when people got to get themselves right. How are you going to get yourself out of a hole that you created yourself? If your leg is broken, how are you going to heal yourself? Tell me. You broke it. I, I tell you, you and I are really good at messing things up, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, you had a really good arm until that happened, right? And it's like, what? You had a really good back until that one slip, right? It's like, I got a bad back. It's like, why would you not get help from the doctors? You really think... That just good thinking is going to help your back. Just, I'm going to think myself back straight. Like, bro, you have scoliosis. You need help. I'm good, dog. I'm good. I'm just going to think about it hard enough. I'm just going to speak good things into the universe so that it can come back to me. What type, of, what type of thinking is that? If you got yourself in the mess, you need someone to get you out the mess. If you dug a hole and jumped in the hole, aren't you grateful that Jesus goes down into the nasty, dirty pit and he picks you up and he's like, hey, bro, how'd you even get down there? But I got you. Here's my first idea tonight. Here's a transformational thought. Do you want transformation? Do you want change? Here's a thought you and I need to just have in our hearts and our minds. I need help. <laughs> I need help. Oh, can you, just, can you just yell that out loud? Keep your mask on. But can you just yell that out? If you're not doing it for you, do it for me, and then it's going to be for you later. Because some of us don't know how to ask for help. Some of us don't know how to ask for a ride. Some of us don't know. We're just so prideful. We'll walk three days home before we ask for a ride. That's 15 minutes. 
Just so prideful. And God is like, yo, I'm opposed to the pride. I actually welcome home the humble. Can we scream out loud? Can you just scream it out loud? I need help on three. Can you just say it out loud so you can just get it off your shoulders? This is probably the first time you're real in church. Here we go. Here we go. One, two, three. Oh, isn't that so free? I love saying this in church because it's so true. Like, it's okay to not be okay. I need help. Oh, I'll clean my life up, then I'll commit to the church. I'll, I'll figure out myself, then I'll let people into my heart. I'll figure out this healing thing on my own, and then I'll have friends again. I'll get myself out of this financial hole, and then I'll start giving. Listen, friends, you are not enough. You cannot save yourself. Broken things cannot fix themselves. You and I need help. Here's my next idea. God wants to heal you, but first, you have to reveal your wounds. I promise you, God's got so much healing, but before the healing, needs a revelation. A revelation of humility. Here's my, here's my scars. Here's the, here's the dumb decision I made when I was a teenager. God, forgive me for that. Here's the, the dumb ideas that are still in my heart and in my mind that I have yet to break. God, here's my idea of what marriage is. Would you help me? I need your help. God, this is what fun looks like for me right now. God, can you reimagine what fun is? Because I keep going to the fun things and they're leading me to darker holes. I need help. And for you to get God's healing, you've got to reveal your wounds. See, right now, I'm telling you, I hear the Holy Spirit whispering in your ear not only the gaps and the holes in your life, but the restoration and the filling he's going to do in your life moving forward out of tonight. The great philosopher Jay-Z said, you can't heal what you never reveal. And in my short time of living, I do know that to be true. That just because it's hidden doesn't mean it's healthy. That just because no one sees it doesn't mean that it's tearing me apart. You see, they have a, they have a, they have a, a, a portion on your, your Google search, on your phones. It says private. Isn't that funny? Like, if you know that little tab, private, I want to let you know that when you click that tab, God is still watching. Why, why are we so quick to have a private culture? Privacy, 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 privacy. It's because we're denying that God can see everything. You know, when you, when you choose a private life, you, you're choosing a life that's not exposed to God. God's like, no, 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 no. Only I can help you. Only I can heal you. And that'll change your life. Friends, we got to walk into every season of our life saying, God, I need help. <laughs> I need some help. Like, I got married and I was like, oh, God, I need some help. I need to learn how to be a good husband. It's a difference between being a boyfriend and being a husband. I need help. Like, you don't just have help, you get saved, and then God stops helping you. No, God actually, he's sanctifying you. He's justifying you. He's developing you. That's why people in the church, they can walk in with an addiction to alcohol, and they can walk out completely saved and set free and sober for years. How does that happen? I'm telling you, it didn't happen with them hiding it. It didn't happen with them not bringing people in. It didn't, happen them, it didn't happen with those people without setting boundaries. And some of us probably aren't drunk in alcohol, but we're drunk in love. 
and, and, we're, and we're just hopping from relationship to relationship. Listen, I'm not judging you. I'm just trying to help you because, friends, you and I, both of us, we need help. And who can only help you? I'm telling you, his name is Jesus Christ. And he is alive today. And he is offering you life like you've never seen it before.